Welcome to Voices Unheard, where we bring you stories from the Arab and Muslim world. With millions of Syrians having fled their home in the past four years, ever stop to wonder what happens to the livestock that's often left behind, or the pets that are sometimes abandoned? In this episode, we have a repeat broadcast where we take an unusual look at the war in Syria through the lives of creatures who find themselves there and the humans who look after them. Without further ado, here it is from my time in Damascus in 2013. It's a war zone here, but most everyone seems to be getting used to it, including the animals. I'm approaching an animal shelter on the edges of Damascus. Over there is a shepherd that just brought back his cattle from grazing when a mortar shell is fired nearby. I'm surprised that the sheep don't seem startled at all. Their shepherd tells me that they've long gotten used to it. But the war has displaced so many Syrians, about one in three. And if they happen to own a pet, it means that the animal, too, is now displaced. The lucky ones might end up here in this shelter, where the vet in charge doesn't believe in euthanizing them, and he's willing to keep the animals indefinitely. There are a few dozen cats, the fluffy kind, like Persian cats, Himalayan, none that look particularly able to fend for themselves if their owners had simply set them free, which is what a lot of owners end up doing before fleeing their homes for safety. There are a few dogs, a black Labrador, a couple of good-looking mutts that appear to be related to German shepherds. Most of them are in pairs. The vet says they prefer it this way, so they don't get lonely, he says. Every day, they get playtime in a large enclosure that reminds me of a dog park I used to visit while in the U.S. En route to another place, a pet shop in central Damascus, which also takes in some abandoned animals and puts them up for sale. Happy. We hear more mortar shells being fired in the distance, probably on one of the rebellious suburbs nearby. It's ironic and sad, a twist on the cruelty of war, that in those suburbs where the mortars are falling, there are people under siege who've been going hungry for months. There are stories that these people are having to eat the stray cats and dogs they find in order to survive. But you don't feel any of that here in the city, just a short drive away. The pet shop looks like a small oasis in the middle of downtown. The local radio station is playing. Among the animals, a couple of hamsters, which by the way are Syrian in origin, as apparently all hamsters are, a small fact I picked up from the pet shop owner. There are some fancy pigeons for sale here, a couple of dogs, including a chihuahua. One parrot stands out. He looks sad, almost like a plucked chicken. His name is Zico. The owner explains that this bird has been very depressed. He plucked himself. When parrots get upset, they pluck themselves. Every time a feather grows, he plucks it. There's no cure for him. His owner left him, or maybe he was in one of those hot areas under constant bombardment, and he's seen too much. 
So anytime a feather grows, he's like, ha, off with it. When parrots hear scary bombardments, they stop talking, they become mute. Onto a public park in an affluent part of town, where it seems some Damascenes are playing with their pet dogs. This in and of itself is a bit strange and new to Damascus, because people in the Arab world generally have a cultural bias against dogs. It's okay to keep hunting dogs or guard dogs on farms, but inside the house, from a religious perspective, many people believe dogs, like pigs, are impure, that you can't pray in a place where a dog lives, that you can't even have a dog sniff you. And because hardly anyone grows up with pet dogs at home, certainly not city people, most people are afraid of dogs. When they see someone walking their dog, they quickly cross the street to avoid them. Which is why, on this day, it's particularly strange that I should find not one, but two pit bulls and their owners in a public park full of children. It's a male pit bull and a female pit bull, and neither one is neutered or spayed, which, by the way, is also culturally frowned upon. <laughs> He's like my son, the one over there is a female. He wants to mate with her and she doesn't want to. I read on the internet that it's better to fix him, but I don't want to. I can't do it. I can't put him through surgery. She's very aware that, as a dog owner, she's very much in the minority here. But she's still part of a trend that seems to be growing. Until now, people don't like dogs. They fear them. And they feel they're impure. I, I do feel like there are more dogs in the city. I thought maybe because I got one years ago, suddenly I started noticing him. But no, they're just becoming more popular. Other dog owners said similar things, that they don't care that everyone complains the minute you get a dog. As one man put it, you get a dog and your neighbors start barking. More and more people also seem to be taking pet cats, which is much easier because it's culturally acceptable. But why now, I ask? When there's so much uncertainty about the country's future, they all say the same thing. As war grinds on, with so much death and destruction, and so many friends and family gone away, pets are one of the few pleasures that remain. If you've enjoyed listening to Voices Unheard, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to rate and review us. This episode was reported, written, and produced by me. Sound design and mixing by Susanna George.